0: Addition of the Great
1: American goodies by the people, All
0: the people. To uh, S. Peterson. S. Peterson.
2: Uh, Mr. Chairman, this is Dr. Harkinson. I just want to let you know I'm standing by.
0: Oh, okay. Well,
2: we would love to hear from you. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Um, What I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, It's counter-narrative, and so, so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the U.K., I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And I might, you might say I know a little bit about all this. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus, other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got uh, felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work, we didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever Paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. They're not even worn effectively most of the time. It's it's utterly ridiculous seeing these unfortunate, uneducated people. I'm not saying that in a perjurative sense. Seeing these people walking around like lemmings, obeying without any knowledge base to put the mask on their face. Social distancing is also useless because COVID is spread by aerosols which travel 30 meters or so before landing. Enclosures have had such terrible unintended consequences. Everywhere should be open tomorrow, as was stated in the Great Barrington Declaration that I circulated prior to this meeting. And a word on testing. I do want to emphasize that I'm in the business of of testing for COVID. I do want to emphasize that positive test results do not underlined in neon, mean a clinical infection. It's simply driving public hysteria, and all testing should stop unless you're presenting to hospital with some respiratory problem. All that should be done is to protect the vulnerable, and to give them all, in the nursing homes that are under your control, give them all three to 5,000 international units of vitamin D every day, which which has been shown to radically reduce the likelihood of infection. And I would remind you all that using the province's own statistics, the risk of death under 65 in this province is one in 300,000. One in 300,000. You've got to get a grip on this. The scale of the response that you're undertaking, with no evidence for it, is utterly ridiculous given the consequences. Of acting in a way that you're proposing. All kinds of suicides, business closures, funerals, weddings, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's simply outrageous. It's just another bad flu. And you've got to get your minds around that. Let people make their own decisions. You should be totally out of the business of medicine. You're being led by down the garden path by the chief medical officer of health for this province. I'm absolutely outraged that this has reached this level. It should all stop tomorrow. Thank you very much.
3: Well, thank you for that. Again, uh, hopefully all
0: layers of government are listening. Uh, we have the least amount of influence, but we definitely appreciate everything that you just had to say. Okay, so... Um...
4: All right, we've got Zach, one of our listeners from Australia, actually in Melbourne, He's going to be chatting with us about what the state of the lockdowns, the state of the nation over there in uh, Down Under. And uh, it's appropriate timing because just today, I mean, Darren and I were just complaining about it on another podcast, but just today, which is uh, just for people that hear this later on, it's uh, November 18th. We got our notice in our little town outside of Calgary that the mandatory masks now are in play. So it's happening, seems like later than you know, later than ever, we had the. I felt like our little province of Alberta was pushing back fairly hard compared to some of the other places. Actually, BC's not doing a bad job either, but um, we had quite a bit of freedom after hearing about Australia and New Zealand, some of the states in the States. Um, I felt pretty good, but now it might be starting to, you know, get worse. So, how's it going over there? Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, the restrictions here are easing, but I heard you talk the other day about um, I think Darren was flying and, like, the story of how he got through all the airport not wearing a mask, and you guys are talking like, um, you know, I'm not sure if it'll be mandatory here or whatever, and I was just having lived through it here, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's definitely happening. Like, they're going to use the same playbook, Trudeau, you know, Canada, Australia, we're pretty similar in a lot of things, part of, you know, the United Kingdom empire, um and i was just thinking uh yeah masks are definitely coming for you guys like and so i thought i'd just yeah uh, get in contact and let you know sort of what's been going on because um in victoria they used it the, like a, they declared a state of emergency which actually uh, gives them the authority to enforce masks basically because otherwise they can't really enforce it you know like private properties and that uh you know your supermarkets can say you, you can't come in without a mask but these emergency powers that have been granted just basically give the chief health officer um, authoritarian powers. So yeah, I don't want to be too pessimistic, but it's probably coming for Canada too, man. So
4: yeah, well, I heard that that's the way they were getting away with it in Ohio for now is uh, we had Dr. Pam Popper on and she said that that's the way they fought it is they said, this is not a state of emergency. You can't tell us how to do all that.
0: Yeah, which is, like, we, we even had a simultaneous state of emergency and a state of disaster. So state of emergency basically gives the chief health officer, um, you have to follow any of his directives, basically. He becomes the, the premier of the state. Um, and the state of disaster basically gives police extra powers to enforce that. So right. we, uh, according to Australian and Victorian law, a state of emergency can only be declared for six months, and then they have to go back to parliament to apply for an extension, which they successfully did for another six months. Wow. This is, yeah, it's just going to go on forever, essentially. Um,
4: did you say at the but, beginning, did you say state of emergency or state of disaster when you when you said that? We had
0: both yeah, but, simultaneously. Okay,
4: okay, okay.
0: Yeah. And um, the disaster's been lifted. Uh, we're still under a state of emergency, despite having—today's our 20th day of no new cases. We have wow. two active cases in the state— <laughs> And um, we're still under a state of emergency. Still mandatory masks. Uh, still restrictions on gatherings. Everything you can imagine, basically. So, are they um, trying
4: to but, say it's working then, or or how? Um, what's the spin like? Are they trying to say it's working because you've had no new cases? Or
0: oh yeah, definitely. Everyone's like, well, it worked, didn't it? Um, and my argument all year is, well, of course it worked. If we never left our houses, there'd be no car accidents. You know, like, what do you mean it worked? Of course it worked. We've been locked. In our houses for six to eight months. <laughs> so has it been it that worked. long?
4: Like, let's so let's let's talk about that. Like, what it actually looks line, like. like. A rough timeline, if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah because um, I haven't like not left my house once. <laughs> so I just got to like really. It's just I I I'm not gonna handle that well. They're gonna have to. It's going to get weird.
4: It's going to get weird, yeah, because I... Especially up
3: uh, there with the dark and cold, and man. Guns. Oh, yeah, dude, it's this getting dark thing. and cold at, like, 5 o'clock at night now, right? Yeah. And we've all like, got guns, too. That's, gun the other, that's the other, like, wild card.
4: Well, you don't all... We don't all have guns. This isn't America. This isn't Texas. This is Alberta. You are in a little bubble. You and your hunting friends have your guns, but not a lot it's of people have guns. 10% of the
3: population. That's enough. Well, yeah, okay.
4: That's that's
0: quite a lot, actually, especially <laughs> probably in your region.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's probably more like eight percent nationwide or something like that, because I think it's about two and a half or two point three million uh, legal cool. gun owners. Yeah, but in Alberta, what you're saying is a little higher. 5, yeah. or out of thirty-five million people, but in Alberta, yeah, in Alberta, I'd say that number Way is higher. higher. Yeah, that higher is probably closer to ten or fifteen percent. Could be like even higher than that. Canada, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's very similar in energy and in, and it's hunting and sort of, I, I think it's very similar to Texas. Yeah. But not yeah. only
3: that, like access to firearms is super easy. Like they're just, they're not yeah. hard to get. They're not registered. They're all over the place without a gun license. You know, you wouldn't have to try super hard to get yeah, your hair right. on some guns without, and some ammunition without a gun license
0: yeah fair enough yeah because yeah in, in australia, australia was like that before the gun buyback in the 90s like i think most western countries guns were just you know part of society um and then yeah after the buybacks they're not as common here like you can still sort of get one just go like they ask why you want it and then have a background check or whatever but there's still quite a few gun owners in australia despite what people would have you believe anyway
4: <laughs> so you're in melbourne then
0: yeah melbourne and- um Australia's second largest city and it's the, it's the main city in Victoria. So this and, is when people yeah. talk of the lockdowns in Australia, yeah.
4: it's,
0: it's Victoria that's had at just our state, um, which has had the severe lockdowns. So similar to the, in, in the U S you know, you might be in New Jersey and it's like locked, locked down, And then another state, you know, people are going to football games and stuff. It's similar in Australia. So, um, not so all of, Australia the of the into-
3: country pretty well chilled out. Cause I know Ben Grundy was telling me that where he is, it's been pretty chill.
0: Oh yeah. It's, uh, the rest of the country has been chilled, like despite the initial panic. Right. So this was March, April, May, sort of the first wave. Um, most places went into like a, a sort of a lockdown thing. Um, work from home, only leave the house to go to the supermarket, blah, blah, blah.
4: Yeah. The flat and the curve um, part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The flat the 14 days of the, the curve, um, eight, eight months later, um, so that all happened in the states. They all got back down to zero. Even in Victoria, we our initial spike, we got you know a couple of hundred cases a day, uh, got up to like you know maybe fifty deaths, um, and then it went back down to no new cases. And then we had what was called like a hotel quarantine. So people coming from overseas, and the government was putting them in hotels for fourteen days or whatever before they could come out. Apparently, that got bungled. The virus got out of the hotel quarantine again, and then that's where we got our massive second spikes, and um, we went into like what they call the stage four lockdown, which was like eight p.m. till five a.m. curfew. Um, you can only leave your house for four reasons: one person at a time to the supermarket, mandatory masks, like limits on gatherings.
4: How ac- um, how accurate do you think that is? That narrative was about the hotel lockdown and that did it have anything to do with ramping up PCR testing or different cycle thresholds or anything like that?
0: Oh, it definitely had to do with testing because they actually changed the, originally it was only if you have symptoms and specific symptoms. Remember how it started off yep, with, yep. you know, um, coughing and like an itchy throat or something. And then they expanded to like a runny nose, itchy eyes, difficulty breathing, fatigue. like. And so during the first, uh, wave, whatever you want to call it, um, they, they, Yeah. They tested only if you had symptoms dropped to zero. Then we had this hotel quarantine and then they're just like, everyone get tested. We don't care. We just need to test. And then of course, once you do a million tests, you're going (laughs) to get, and just to put it into perspective, like our second wave um, of deaths, like we got to 800, I think all up in Victoria this year, 800 deaths. Um, Of that, Fifty-eight people were under 70 years old. Yeah. yeah. So we've locked the state down for 58 deaths under 70. We, we went into lockdown to protect, you know, the elderly and the vulnerable. They ended up the, – the virus ended up only being in uh, hospitals and aged care facilities, <laughs> and it just, you know, ripped through there. So uh, it was just a total stuff up. We've just been locked down for – year basically so has it been
4: so when did that so you were talking about sorry i interrupted you again but the no, the, the strict fine. the strict lockdown of what i what i remember hearing was uh you're only allowed out for an hour or whatever and you had yeah. to uh stay in your home and all that like how how when did that when did that happen i'm i'm losing so that's, track that's of time
0: Super strict. What was called the stage four started yeah, yeah, yeah. early August.
4: Early August. Um, so that's when our mask mandate happened in Calgary. It was early August. So August. Yeah, it was like September. So that's August. been three. So has that been lifted then in in your area?
0: Um, yeah. So it got lifted uh, because we you we, we, we were on twenty days with no cases. Um, so it went um, back during that stage four. The cases dropped right off. I think we are in it for. It would have been at least eight weeks of. one hour outside your home. Um, It's still mandatory masks when you leave your house. doesn't matter if you're walking in the park or in mandatory on the spot, $200 fine. Um, But yeah, so that was August when stage four, but before that was stage three, the only difference was, um, you know, you were allowed to exercise for, you're allowed out outside. Right. Basically.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't can't even imagine how they would monitor that. Or how they would well, like comply. Thing, right? I mean, I had I, I I saw some great videos of Australia, I don't know if that was from Victoria or not, of them chanting a bunch of protesters chanting to this media um reporter, like, tell the truth, tell the truth, yeah. tell yeah, the truth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it was very emotional and mind and mind blowing that you know yeah. that
0: uh, Oh, and and the media here has been absolutely eviscerating the freedom marches. Um, as like dangerous, irresponsible, like just sh- like highlighting the footage of, you know, 10 cops slamming someone to the ground, playing <laughs> that on repeat. Like, even though it's just peaceful people saying we want freedom, they're like treating them, you know, like they're dangerous terrorists essentially, because it, it became illegal to protest under these emergency uh, powers. We know like it's, it's a medical, uh, dictatorship.
4: What about protesting? I r- right? verbally
0: or exaggeration.
4: Wow, what about protesting against racism or some of the oppression?
0: That's right. Ten thousand march of BLM, and the cops uh, took a knee with them.
4: <laughs> so that was allowed, but you can't protest the freedom. The yeah, th-
0: their argument was, "Oh, that was before the stage stage four restrictions. We were allowed to protest then." Um, so you know, take right, that with a right. Yeah, oh,
4: exactly, uh, exactly. So then, so then, the, with this twenty days of no cases, did they stop testing? Was there a change in testing? Was there a change in PCR cycle threshold? Do you know? Well,
0: I think, um, well, that 17,000, we're still doing about 17,000 tests a day. You are right. Eh? Yeah. So okay. in the last 24 hours, 17,000 tests have been done. Still zero new cases.
4: So I wonder if they, ra- I wonder if they wrap the, the cycle billion. threshold down.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, and I think it, like this might be my conspiratorial mind, but I think it ties in with when the media hypes it up and then everyone rushes out, gets tested. And of course, there's more cases like South Australia next is the state next door to us. They've just had an outbreak. So they're going to six days of hard lockdown. Like you can't even order like food or like, so they've got 20 cases. They're going into a six day hard lockdown to flatten the curve, right? This is, this is going to be our new COVID normal. You'll get a hot spot, boom, lockdown.
4: I see that coming. I agree with you. It's and they can and the problem is if they don't do something about this PCR testing, that cycle that you talked about is completely under their control. They can ramp up the threshold to 45. They're going to get more tests they're going to get more right away people lock down they calm things down they change it to 25 and i'm not saying they they do this everywhere but i have seen the who going to you know evidence to the fda to say hey the cycle threshold i mean i've heard in the states it's up to 45 in alberta it was supposedly 28 to 32 for a while there so yeah. it's interesting to yeah. see the different the different parameters and the different calibrations are using
0: yeah and so though that- They'll get like 20 cases, right? And this is probably two families. So they'll lock everyone down. Everyone rushes to get tested. And then all of a sudden, you know, this PCR pick up because it will pick up dead virus or like just random RNA and call it a a positive. You know how it all works. And then they'll just put it into hard lockdown. In our roadmap to what they call the COVID normal, um, we've got a a four-stage roadmap. We're, We're currently in stage three. Stage four is likely to be announced on Sunday, which is like the no new cases. And that's further easing of restrictions, still mandatory masks. Um, and after the fourth step is what's called the COVID normal. This is a government document, COVID normal roadmap in that um, they can, they'll they'll have the powers to lock us down anytime there's an outbreak in any state in the country. <laughs> so this isn't going anywhere. Like the virus isn't going to disappear. So They've, they've written in powers that any time an outbreak comes up, they, they, it's form lockdown. Legally, um, so I don't really know what the answer to this is, and it's hard to explain because people have been from the outside looking in saying, well, just don't wear a mask or whatever, um, just, you know, don't follow the rules. They've literally changed the law um, to take your rights away. Like, it's not, it's not really up for debate. Um, under these emergency powers, the cops can come to your house for any reason detain you for any amount of time they deem necessary without a warrant, uh, confiscate any item and dispose of it. Like these are all the powers that they've written in under this law. That'll just keep coming. Wow.
4: Wow. (laughs) That's fantastic. So they will, the cops will arrest you and take you to jail or whatever. If you start. Oh,
0: definitely. It's a a $1,650 fine for breaching the chief health officer's directives for an individual, 9,000 for a business. Like,
3: so, do you have the option to leave the state? Uh, not, not currently, no. So you couldn't move right now.
0: Uh, I think you're you're allowed to move. You'll have to. Um,
3: like with moving, here.
0: fourteen day isolation. Yeah, would when get, get, get like,
3: so is, is this an urban problem? Like, once you get out of the cities, does it go away?
0: No, that's what's spooky, man. Because Melbourne's a, a big metro area. Um, Victoria is a very rural state. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard heard of Ned Kelly, like the bush ranger. Uh, no, in Australian no.
4: folklore,
0: no, uh, well, it's like the rebel spirit. This is like the rebellious state. So, <laughs> which is ironic because it's been locked down in the most compliant.
4: Maybe that's um, why,
0: yeah, well, that was, that was a, a theory we had, like, that's why they're targeting Melbourne so hard is because if they can, you know, lock down the rebels, then the rest of the state, the rest of the country will be easy. But anyway, that's a side note. Um, So the rest of the the state, like, because I travel, um, because I work in the mining and quarrying, so I've been working all year um, because I'm a permitted worker. Um, You travel outside the city and you're out in these country towns, you know, 5,000 people or something, and they're all walking around with masks, like, afraid. So during the lockdowns when Melbourne had, you know, hundreds of cases or whatever, there were two active cases in the rest of the state, and they, they were all still mandatory masks in all these country towns and they're still doing
3: it yeah you see that here too but I, I, a lot of that is because of the i think just the like the saturation in the media that it's just like it's gotten to the people at that level but i'm more wondering yeah. about like the 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 actual like getting arrested for leaving the house or all those sorts of things are those like city specific because i mean in I mean, in Alberta, they would not even get you in the city, let alone, but you get, you know, out to the country, there's not even police stations, you know, like most of, most of the towns in Alberta now don't even have police stations unless you get a certain number. They'll give you an RCMP station with maybe a couple of cops, but you know, for the, there's just, I'm wondering if Australia has the same problem of once you get outside the cities, there's no real manpower to keep an eye on or no enforcement to do anything
0: absolutely but the 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 way it's been um just hammered into us here is the communities are now self-policing you know that public shaming you don't need police and when you've got five thousand people in a town deep like in small towns people talk you know reputations matter um they can demonize people you know they 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 don't need police the government has their own citizens policing each other now (laughs) so will you get arrested for you know Going out for more than an hour, probably not, unless you were like blatantly doing it. Like they can't really enforce all of this stuff when you think about it. But they can if they catch you. And if I think that's enough. Want. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, they
0: right. have the power to do, I yeah. guess is the the fear behind it. But yeah, country towns, I mean, they couldn't stop. They couldn't do anything if you weren't wearing a mask, let's be honest. Um,
4: so I've heard but, on no agenda a little bit that there's some Chinese influence in Australia. There was some weird push and pull going back and forth with with money going to your politicians and that influence. But I, but I don't have it straight in my head on, on what was happening. And if that was part of this whole problem with COVID and Australia. So do you feel like, is there any, any corruption in the politicians as far as paybacks? And all? I mean, I've heard firsthand and secondhand from secondhand from people that, that the, who has been paying uh, hospitals, for example, in, in, uh, What's the uh, little, uh, what's the little country next to Israel that uh, our friend's from?
3: Uh, Lebanon.
4: Lebanon. Lebanon. And they're saying, like, can we pay you half of what we get to put COVID on the death certificate? I mean, there's those kinds of things happening. So it wouldn't surprise me, though, who is also, I mean, the states are also getting paid in all kinds of crazy ways from for having cases, you know, for having positive cases, positive deaths, ventilators, all that sort of, all that sort of bullshit with the funding. Is that sort of a thing that you're concerned about there too?
0: Um, The corruption in general is off the scales in Australia in relation to China. But so the COVID uh, corruption is other than the infringements on our rights as people, I'm less concerned about the money that COVID is making, you know, kickbacks because there's, more serious corruption with China and Australia than anything through COVID. So think like infrastructure, um, regional influence through Belt and Road, debt, like our premier here, he signed Victoria up to the Belt and Road in 2018 yeah. without even telling the people. It didn't go to parliament. He just went to China as a as a state premier and signed a deal <laughs> without even telling the public. It only came out this year that he did it. Um, we've leased the
4: port
3: your, to China on a 99 your federal year lease. did federal late. government tell them no well
0: that's I think the federal government's in bed with them too man like everyone wants oh, some of that because I had heard money. there was
3: some pushback and forth between the federal government and Victoria where they were like yep. don't do that and buddy went and did it anyway
0: yeah so what are, what are your two, two uh, main parties in Canada
3: liberals and conservatives and NDP and I don't know it's just a bunch of meatballs <laughs> yeah I I downloaded the paperwork today for a new political party (laughs) just in case, because I'm not sure when I run for city council, I don't know if you need to have a party affiliation, but I ain't affiliated myself with any of these motherfuckers. I'll just make my own up. Yeah,
0: cool. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Yeah, so in Australia, we've got the Labour and then the um, Liberal National Coalition. So blue and red, basically. They're your two parties. Um, Victoria's owned by a red, which is the sort of left-wing party, the federal government is a right-wing conservative party. So it's similar to in the US, you know, it'd be a Republican federal government and then a Democrat state government. So, of course, they've made COVID extremely political because never let a good tragedy go to waste. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of pushback there. But the pushback was just um, showboating. Like, he said, don't do it. And he doesn't. He's like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, he did it. Like, <laughs> they haven't done anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, Ed, you hear on the media about like trade wars with China, and oh no, our farmers can't sell the wheat, and because we do export a lot to China, especially a lot about coal, um, iron ore. So Australia's heavily heavily in that sort of industry, and then China, we go through a little mini trade wars and spats every now and again, but at the end of the day, they're all mates. Like the the, the Chinese influence. They're trying to secure Asia Pacific basically. They're trying to shift us away from not Reliance, but
3: that does uh, seem to be the how Australia is uniquely positioned. When I look at Australian New Zealand and why they they seem to be getting like the short end of the stick,
4: the first end
3: of the stick. no, well, you could be the first end of the stick totally. But if you're looking back at this as aligning the sides up for global conflict, then yeah. Australia and New Zealand become super important because it it takes away the ability of getting like circled.
0: And that's exactly right. You look at you look at a, a map, and you'll see the U.S. and Canada. Then on the other side, you see Europe and um, you know England so the the nato allies i guess and then right in the middle underneath china and all of asia is just this big island which is australia it's like seems which quite which would significant. quickly
3: become a giant 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 staging ground for europe and the usa and canada
0: you'd think so right and that's why we keep such close alliances with you know our western allies and china they're going through this with this belt and road they're just <laughs> They're not purchasing the land, but they're just going through these island nations, Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, and just saying, oh, you want a new, you guys have terrible roads. Here's, you know, $5 billion. We'll lend it to you. Build new roads. Cool, cool. And then they come and say, where's our money back, right? Tonga can't pay them $5 billion back at the drop of a hat. So China will say, oh, don't worry about it. Just let us build a base, you know, on the island here and just let us station some troops. And and then you don't have to pay it back. So that's sort of how they're just creeping influence by. It's it's pretty much just purchasing the land, you know, uh, without actually purchasing it.
3: <laughs> Economic hitman stuff.
0: Oh, it's 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 scary. Well, it's man, it's always but... been
3: said that the U, the China kind of does it with money, while the U.S. does it with force. And these two are oh, kind of the playbook. They're just yeah, kind of coming playbook. to a head. You know, you can kind of see where. Where it used to be Russia, and maybe Russia and China are still in there, but Russia kind of took an economic beating and they're still sort of recovering from that. And China's kind of, you know, we gave, we've been fucking pumping money into China like a motherfucker for like 30, 40, 50, 60 years now. And yep. especially since NAFTA and, the, and uh, all that stuff started, especially in the 90s. But yep. I think that's. We, kind we did of all those trade agreements here,
0: here
4: too do you so, do you now what's looking back on this after a couple months of going through this the initial lockdown? I mean, you were the first Western country, maybe even global country to go through the, you were in the first like the old, the first state, the first city probably, of these insane lockdowns. What's it like now seeing all the rest of it slowly kind of moving towards that looks like the rest of the world? I mean, do you feel like you guys were a test case and that they're now, moving on towards, uh, the rest of Western civilization.
0: Well, sitting back, you know, that meme with the noose around his neck and he looks over, he's like, first time. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, it's, it's your guy's first time. Like we've been in the noose all year and I'm just looking around the world and everyone's like, you, I've got friends in the UK. They're like freaking out about all the lockdowns and what's happening. I'm like, I don't really know what to tell you because it's, it's coming. Um, we're coming out of winter now, right? So we've been in lockdown all year through winter, uh, spring now, and we're coming into summer. You guys are going the opposite way. So wait till they start. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely coming. The playbook worked to a T in Melbourne. Um, everyone complied, essentially. You know, we had a few protests. And so it's, I think, if it was a test, um, Melbourne passed with flying colours, and it's going to the rest of the world. <laughs> um, and like, I can't believe that you said like they've just brought in the mask mandate for you guys because yeah, when I was listening to your um, uh, podcast with the Truthzilla guys last week, um, and you're saying you weren't sure, and then yeah, bam, like clockwork. And look, they're going to start saying, look, we need to just they'll start limiting movement, and you know, uh, work from home where possible, and it'll, oh, and then you'll get a, you'll get a cluster, and then they'll say, oh, we just need. Six to fourteen days to flatten the curve. Everyone going to get tested. Cases go through the roof, and then there'll just be a rolling lockdown, pretty much indefinitely, probably all winter. So,
4: I know it's hard not to believe ex- exactly that. I mean, you said it perfectly that the test you pass the test with flying colors, and that, that makes sense. You know, if you guys wouldn't have, if there there would have been a different strategy, I think. I mean, this is all speculation, of course, but it sure seems yeah. to be they they're they're saying enough out loud that. And you know, and openly that this seems to be the what thing the thing is.
0: is. Even though we're speculating, they've they've written out, they've written out what the what the plan is. We have yeah. a, a roadmap of of what's <laughs> happening. That government <been laughs> written roadmap to COVID normal. Like this isn't. It's the same with you know how um, the the Great Reset was trending, and and your glorious leader Trudeau um, speaking about the Great Reset. That was trending. This isn't. Speculate. I mean, you can speculate to what degree it's going to happen, yeah, yeah. but it's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. I think all of us that speculate, we're just speculating how totalitarian yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> exactly.
4: It's already shown enough yeah. to be. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, so advice. Advice day, to any of <laughs> us, or I mean, you should come um, if we do a little round table, Um, you should come on with us.
0: Oh, I would love to. we do. We'll do. We'll do awesome. Like
4: sometimes we have uh, friends. Uh, like we have a little group of friends that aren't really. Directly affiliated with the podcast, but we get on and we chit chat about stuff, and uh, it'd be yeah, great to it'd be, be your great um, to, yeah.
0: be a spy behind the iron curtain yeah, down you're here. In the- <laughs>
4: <laughs> you're your canary in the coal mine, literally. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. man. So look, just, just watch out for when they call out clusters. Like it, it, it'll be pretty similar to what happened in Australia. Um, so just look out for when they start saying, oh, there's been a cluster or hot spots. Um, There's a lot of key words they like to use. Here
3: we have the interesting other problem where a bunch of people are getting COVID and not getting sick. Oh, yeah. And that's creating like the, the, I don't know, sometimes I wonder if they aren't losing control of it over here. Because like I say, I mean, (laughs) it's come from, I can noticeably see the needle moving or where people just roll their eyes about everything COVID related. Even like people that were freaking out a little while ago are like, no, no, this is total bullshit. Like I mean but they don't know
4: what to do. What do you do? I mean the the programming is so hard and thick. I mean the propaganda is so thick. People don't know what to do. They don't, know, the how to, it, they don't exactly know how to they don't know
0: how to The propaganda is so thick and heavy. We five 5 million of us are sitting here rolling our eyes. Yeah. Every time they talk about COVID and then I put my mask on and walk outside and we all pretend that everything's okay. Like but everyone's rolling their eyes. Everyone everyone knows we haven't had a case for 20 days, but we're all just like it's like a stipulation, man. This year has been so spooky. Yeah. It's simultaneously lasted five years and two months.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: At the same, like it's flown by and dragged on. Like, yeah. It's
3: weird, man. <laughs> I love it.
4: Well, so, we better wrap this yeah, up. Yeah. We should. Yeah. We get yep.
3: on to the next show. In yeah. Like two thanks. Minutes.
4: Thanks for spending some time with us and keep in touch. Hey. Yeah. That was a great yeah, chat. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, buddy. All right. Okay. Have a good, Have one. A good one. See you soon. Cheers. See ya. <laughs>
1: Started writing down a list of things to do Number one on the list of things to do Was to write a list of things to do Number two on the list a little more nihilist Wrote down the cake is a lie There is no spoon Johnny flipped out They put him in a rubber room Hide all your money under your mattress You call your enemy a fascist Somebody call an ambulance The sky is falling Hide all your money under your mattress You call your enemy a fascist Somebody call an ambulance The sky is falling Started to carve my initials into a 150 foot tree Forgot who I was, where I was Cut my hand and it began to bleed Was only looking to leave my mark in the bark in the park Now I'm in agony I have no name my legacy is written in the sparks in your brain Hide all your money under your mattress You call your enemy a fascist Somebody call an ambulance The sky is falling Hide all your money under your mattress You call your enemy a fascist Somebody call an ambulance The sky is falling Johnny crumpled up, threw away his list of things too. Instead he got to jotting down his Lifeblood Legacy Manifesto, Manifesto Live by principles of peace, mix it with charity Don't leave the next generation, a world of scarcity Johnny wasn't a commie, he was my fellow man Johnny wasn't a commie, he was my fellow man Johnny wasn't a Nazi, he was a firebrand Johnny wasn't a Nazi, he was a firebrand. Somebody call an ambulance, the sky is falling. Hide all your money under your mattress, you call your enemy a fascist. Somebody call an ambulance, the sky is falling. Hide all your money under your mattress, you call your enemy a fascist. Somebody call an ambulance, the sky.